As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Sew Here Box Refresh Edition. The Sew Here Box is a collection of curated sewing tools that you'll love to have in your sewing studio. We haven't done one in a while, and there are only 100 boxes available. Go to sewhere.com slash go slash box to order yours today. That's sewhere.com slash go slash box. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are going to address a piece of sewing advice that we see a lot around the interwebs. Um, you know, where did we used to see questionable sewing advice before the internet would you hear well, it in our own shop in our <laughs> well you know it used to happen a lot of times when we would have club remember yeah like someone would bring something in and they would want to ask our advice and maybe someone from the audience mm-hmm. you know the the group would pipe up and start telling them how to do it and we considered it not proper information so we had to be very diplomatic right? in trying to say, well, maybe don't do it that way because it'll look as bad as this one <laughs> did. But anyway, you know, I mean, there's a lot of diplomacy in owning a, a um, sewing machine store, I think. Yeah, so the piece of advice that we are addressing right now is something I've, I see it in our group sometimes. I've seen it elsewhere on the Internet, and I, I've heard people say it before in person, too. And that is that someone will come in and say, hey, I'm about to sew on knits for the first time. Uh, any um, any tips? And people will be like, oh, stretch them as you sew them. And I see this a lot. Like, oh, well, to get what? To keep this, I don't know what they're trying to do. Well, To keep the seam stretchy. Well, what the they're... better part is stretch as you sew and use a walking foot. And I'm like. Well, you that, just yeah, contradicted yourself. The, of a right. <laughs> the whole idea of a walking foot is so that you don't stretch something or don't get it out of shape or it doesn't crawl. One piece doesn't crawl, you know, right. more than right. the other or whatever. But stretch it. Well, it won't well, work. Well, I mean, if it does work, it's a fluke. Yeah. And, and sometimes things can be a fluke and work one time, you know, because something's not as that stretchy or, or whatever. Well, and, you know, if someone, I think people can have like very different 
uh, definitions of like what it looks like when you quote stretch something well, as you sew it. I was going to say, yeah. you know that I avoided ever using the word stretch. Yes, we. I would say or ease or you place would, yes, or yes. you know, I I would net. I talk about like you know being kind to the fabric mm-hmm. and coaxing it. Never this like wicked stretch that you think is going to magically do something. Right. Well, and I think sometimes when you see a video online uh, a lot of times people will share videos from like an industrial like a factory mm-hmm. and I think it looks like the machine operator is manhandling the fabric right and they're but not because they know what they're doing yeah right. and what they're doing is they're just like placing it right because so, they're probably not using pins right. right and so I do sort of show the fabric who's boss where I say that right I don't let it get away from me I keep my raw right. edges lined up right. you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but I don't you know stretch it out of on purpose, right? I and I think we see that we see this a lot, especially when somebody's putting, say, a neckband on or something, and they'll say, mm-hmm. "You need to stretch it as you put it on." Okay, so your neckband is cut a certain percentage shorter mm-hmm. than your neck because you want it to basically sort of pull in, or um, what should I say? Like, I have a whole thing about this uh, about neckbands. It's yeah. almost it's not like. It's not like you're trying to necessarily pull it in. It's like it's you might, you're trying to cup it is what well, I would say. Well, you're trying to fit a smaller circumference neckband right. to a larger circumference neck opening. Right. So it's sort of like well, really and, what and you're doing is manipulating that ribbing. Right. You know? And the thing that the thing that I think you need to understand is so you have this neckband. So you have your neck hole. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have this neckband, and you have the edge that's going to attach to right. the, and then you have the outer edge. Yeah. So you've got three concentric circles. Yeah. But they need to be getting smaller. You have in the, order to lay flat. The, yeah. You have the cut line. You got the mm-hmm. sewing line, and you have the edge of your neckband. Yes. 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 And, and maybe they're okay. Maybe they're not circles. Maybe so, they're concentric. Well, they might whatever, they're concentric something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they're they're you know concentric tubes. Yes. Because it's like a tube. Yes. So that last one has to be smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, you are going to have to make that. One that attaches to the garment, mm-hmm. you are going to have to pull it a little bit, a little right? Bit, but you shouldn't have but to. But you don't. It. And and if you don't have a lot of experience, you better do the four sections. You better section it off. I all, you know, I at least do two. It depends on how big the neckline is. Sometimes I don't do any. But anyway, yeah. If yeah. I yeah, if I need, it depends on what I'm doing. It de- yeah, and you're you're depends. more experienced. But right. if it's a if it's a small neckline, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm good with two. It's a larger. If you're making scoop. something like a costume. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what you do is maybe you sh- you sew one shoulder seam and then you put the yeah. neckband on and you, mm-hmm. I especially when you're making several of them and right. they're out of the same garment, you you know how much to put mm-hmm. on there. You know what sort of tension to right. put on the piece you're putting on. And I would say it's more like that. It's tension. It's not a stretch. Yeah. Well, let, let's back up a minute. Like, you if know. If you stretch, what happens, Mallory? Or, or no, I want to back up well, even okay. further than that. I want to go to, like, the motivation behind the question and the motivation, perhaps, behind the advice. Okay. Because someone who's new to knits is going to come in and say, any advice for sewing on knits? And they've probably heard that, it's maybe difficult for machines to handle knits, or they've heard that your seams can pop or not be stretchy or whatever. And I think that 
the justification I've seen a lot for this advice is people think that if you stretch the seam as you sew it, mm-hmm. that will somehow help the seam remain remain stretchy. Yes. Well, it remains stretched usually. It can't. Yeah. So happens. then, what actually happens? Or is out of shape. Out of shape. Right. Yes. So when you stretch fabric, mm-hmm. and you everybody, you just go ahead and try this at home. Take take some knit, two layers of knit. Okay, take one and stretch it and sew it. Right. So, and use a length of four on your stitch, straight stitch. Okay. Then take the same same two pieces and don't stretch it, length of four stitch and sew it. And then look at your stitches. Mm-hmm. You, you will notice on the one you've stretched that your stitches are closer together. That's right. Because the fabric gets to relax. Because you just made yes, you just <laughs> made those stitches smaller because you spread them apart when they sewed, and then when you let go, they went back together. Mm-hmm. So now you have excessive stitching. Yeah. So when you when you stretch as you sew, you're going to distort the fabric. And we just did a podcast episode on this mm-hmm. about lettuce edges, about intentional lettuce edges fabric is distortion. Distortion. Right. So it can it can definitely like be of use, you know. Um, so we're, we're like assuming you don't want that, okay? And also the really wonderful zigzag live that you did about leg openings. Showing the two elastic applications um, and showing how not to get the, like, you have a pair of underwear, if you've ever sewn underwear, and then you get a really wavy leg opening. ZD did that live broadcast in the uh, for the zigzaggers about how not to get that. And, you know, sometimes you get a wavy leg opening and you put the garment on and it's right. fine. I, you know, it's not like I would say to somebody, well... Right. Take it out and never show that to anybody because I've done it too. You mm-hmm. know, it, it has happened. It, it is a challenging thing. It's not an easy thing. But anyway, um, that that broadcast was all about, you know, what to stretch and when and what to not stretch right. uh, as you're running so it through your you machine. So when you apply elastic, mm-hmm. you're, you are usually, I mean, if you're stretching anything when mm-hmm. you apply elastic, you're stretching the elastic and not the fabric at all. Right. Okay. And you got to be that, that. Okay. So that's a lot to handle. Okay. Right. You're running two things through the machine and you're supposed to stretch one and not the other. And maybe if you're doing fold over elastic, like we did in that mm-hmm. broadcast, it's like they're sandwiched together. So that's right. it is a skill to gain there. But when we, then when we talk about uh, seaming two pieces of fabric together, Okay, this is a little simpler, and let's just say you're doing, like, the side seam of a T-shirt, okay? Like, these seams are equal. There is no easing. You don't have a boob bump, okay? Just on this T-shirt. <laughs> you know, there's right. no there's no easing. Um, and if you want to preserve that stretch of your fabric and you want to get a nice uh, finish and you want to get a stitch that your machine will handle well, Stretching the fabric as it goes through the machine is not the way to get that, okay? You will just get a wavy a wavy stitch. Right. You know, um, and maybe if you're working on a more stable knit, it'll be less wavy, you know, than if you're working on a slinkier one. But if you really stretch that, like ZD said, the stitch length you've chosen will actually end up being shorter. Right. Um, and then the uh, fabric will have been distorted and you will have bulk because and, of the shorter stitch length. And I think length. you really need to think about the distortion and mm-hmm. the bulk of things. That's where I always, I think, come up with something that looks good is when I have considered, 
am I distorting this? Mm-hmm. Is there too much bulk here? Is there too much stitching here? You know, and and when I say bulk, I also mean you can have too many stitches per yeah, inch. Yeah, you can you can yeah. per, over perforate your yeah. fabric. You yeah. can like overwork. Yes. you know your fabric for sure. And we've talked about that before. But so let's take a quick break and let's talk about like what you can do a little bit to be successful on knits that might assuage some of this stretching the fabric uh, through the machine tendency. ZD, are you ready for another Sew Here box? Yeah, we haven't done one in quite a while. Can you tell the folks at home what exactly is a Sew Here box? A Sew Here box is a collection of useful sewing tools, an exclusive swag created by the world's funniest and most knowledgeable sewing podcaster. You mean us? Oh, oh, well, I'll include you, yes. I think it's a pretty good description. This Sew Here box is the refresh edition. It includes some old standby favorites that you might have used up or that you wouldn't mind having duplicates of. Or if you're new to the Sew Here box, you might not have any of these things, like ZD's favorite scissors, cotton organdy, power shaper net, and magic mauve thread. Plus, I hear we're including some refreshing swag this time. That's right. I can't wait for everyone to see it. We're only shipping 100 of these boxes, and there are just 40 boxes left at the time of this recording. Go to SewHere.com slash go slash box to get yours today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, I think the reason a lot of people want to stretch the nits through their machine is because the, they're not feeding through the machine properly. Correct. Don't you think? I, I believe you're correct. Yeah. So when you do, uh, so okay, they will go that, through. And what is the, the <laughs> and advice? Going and on? what advice do we see a lot of time here that's not good? Mm. Increase your presser foot pressure. Or decrease it. Or increase it. Either one. De- right. Presser foot pressure. People right. are always like, do you have right. presser foot pressure? Wait, you know? wait, wait. <laughs> if you increase it, you're mashing out the fabric, and essentially that's sort of the that's, lettuce edge yeah, effect, right? Yeah. So then you, it will stretch itself through without mm-hmm. you stretching it. If it's too loose, again, it won't feed at all. Yeah. So or it'll uh, bunch up. So I think maybe someone has figured out, oh, well, if I stretch this fabric and kind of make myself into the feed dogs and run it through my machine, at least the seam gets sewn, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, for sure. But what we would tell you to do, first of all, is... If you are working with a, a knit that seems hard to work with, um, don't stitch right on the edge of your fabric. Right. Okay. Give yourself or that give seam yourself allowance. give yourself a leader. Yeah. Give yourself fabric, a leader. Right. You know, so um, give yourself a leader to start, like, right. that will end up behind your foot. But then right. also give yourself 
to the right of your needle some seam allowance so that exactly so that your your needle isn't just punching that knit down into the bobbin area speaking of needles use a needle that will help you and it isn't always a knit needle that's right. Could be a stretch needle. That's right. I've actually had to use, a, you know, a um, Microtex needle on some knits because they're tight and they have a lot of um, spandex in them. We have done a podcast about the three types of needles that you can use. Well, I mean, there are more types of needles that you can use for knits, but there's um, jersey slash ballpoint. So be aware. Those are the same thing, everybody. Yeah, jersey and, and ballpoint ball are the same. Are the same thing? Okay. Or they might they could call them knit too. I think they call. I Does think somebody call I them think knit? they used to. I don't think okay. you see that anymore. Okay, I see. Yeah. All right. There we go. Jersey ballpoint and knit. And then there is a stretch needle. Okay, and that's different er. Okay, than those needles. And then we talked about Microtex needles. I think so. First of all, there you go. Give yourself plenty of room on the fabric to be stitching. Test with a needle that you think you know if you're having trouble uh give it a give it a bit of a test with some different needles you can start with a universal it might work and sometimes a universal will work because a universal is not a sharp that's right it's a a, universal is between a sharp and a a ballpoint it's kind of yeah right it's sort of semi-sharp so sometimes that might work depending on the knit well you know that's maybe that's part of the problem here too is a person who asks do you have tips for sewing with knits? Maybe doesn't know that the term knits encompasses almost an infinite amount of fabric. Well, that's the nowadays. Other thing. And, and you know the reason <laughs> now the stretch needle, you know that came in with all of the lycras, yes. all of the rubbers, the rubbery rubbers. Yes, yeah. all, you know, basically spandex likes her. So there's rubber fibers running mm-hmm. through there. They're not mm-hmm. they're no longer fabric fibers. So yeah, and then we find ourselves back at the at the Microtex, mm-hmm. which was a needle I believe that was created before a stretch needle. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, never mind. So mm-hmm. it was meant to go through microfiber though. Right, cuz microfiber was created after Oh, okay. Spandex. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. If so I th- remember right. But, <laughs> At the far end of the spectrum, everybody's telling you to use a Jersey ballpoint right. needle. And then we're like, oh, well, maybe this super-duper sharp needle will work because you, know, you have I, such a densely knitted so fabric. so many Jersey needles that, like. Yeah, we don't use them very much I know, anymore. we just don't use them anymore. Yeah. We don't sew with Jersey, really. Right, because a Jersey mm-hmm. technically is, like, knitted fabric with right. no spandex it doesn't in have, it. And everything has spandex in yep, it now. now everything right. does. Yeah. Now, I, we are getting back to people. People mm-hmm. want the fabrics yeah. that are all natural fibers, like right. the merino wool jersey. They're always getting back to that. It, well, I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. like we we there's do. A, there's, there's always there's always this this go between between the natural fibers and, and the, the synthetics and, blah, 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 and this, blah, blah, blah. yeah, and you know what's helpful for us, what's helpful for the for the environment. So anyway, okay, you you've got seam allowance, you've got the right needle, okay, and stitch and stitch length, everybody. I can't hammer this home enough. Go tell your friends, okay? <laughs> go so they can remind you. Go tell yeah. go tell it on a mountain, okay? Because I see this so much in the group. A super duper short stitch that someone says they're unsatisfied with. I would never go I do not go up to people randomly and say you should have lengthened your stitch. I do right. not do not give unsolicited feedback. But when someone says I don't like how this turned out or why is this wavy? 
or why isn't my machine advancing through this? The zigzag that your sewing machine is automatically set for or that your manual settings are for is for a woven mm-hmm. generally for like, you know, doing a zigzag on a woven. And when you're on a knit, you need a longer zigzag and sometimes narrower depending on your machine and what it has. Some machines, you know, they don't have very wide. So when I started lip. sewing on knits, yeah. you did a straight stitch that you, you, well, know, you added the wobble, wide, wide, you added the width to. Yeah. So you only added like a one or maybe a two to yeah. it. You know, and that was on a regular sewing machine. I love the, yeah. okay, so here we go. What does preserve stretch in a seam? If, if not stretching, what preserves it, Mom? Well, I don't know. You mean you want to preserve the stretch? You've got to let the, <clears throat> the stitch stretch, too. Yes, and a zigzag stitch stretches yes. because those points are offset. They're off-center. Right? Yes. So it allows for more stretching right. between the fibers. So when that when that seam wants to stretch, it can. So right. there were a few people in the group, actually, this is kind of interesting, People were talking about the shoulder seam mm-hmm. on a T-shirt. Right. And the person said, I don't have any clear elastic. And, of course, we, everybody jumps in and says, I don't use clear elastic. And I was like, yay. You know, because right. I don't like to use clear elastic either. I use ribbon. I use a little bit of power shaper net. I use salvage. Um, whatever. You yeah. know, the fabric. Uh, ribbon, though, you used ribbon when I was I like to use ribbon. Well, ribbon was always easy because it was cut. It was there. It was on a spool. Yeah. You know, we, we, I mean. It tends to be convenient for us. So, uh, but then someone did comment and say, you know, I straight stitch that seam. And that's okay as long as you're sure you're not going to stretch that And she seam. said that. She was like, right. you know, I really don't think. She's like, no one's grabbing on to me. Right. I'm not stretching that out. And they, it, I liked right. their explanation. And, and you know. I have sewn mm-hmm. knit tops with a straight stitch. Right. If there was no reason for them to stretch, stretch as long as they weren't a negative ease, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you can use a straight stitch. Yeah. If you, you don't expect it to stretch. I just did that easy tee where the top is knit. Right. Well, and then the other. Well, easy. right. Adding knits and wovens together. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, actually, though, the top, the whole top was knit. Like uh-huh. the entire upper whatever. You mean fourth. the shoulder area or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So the whole neckline was knit. Yeah. And I just surged and straight stitched it because right. I didn't need to stretch it over my head. Right. You know. Um, no, I could have zigzagged it. I could have done a cover stitch. Right. Uh, you know. Um, and then the other easy tee I did where it was woven on the front and knit on the back, same deal there. Right. Um, so when you're sewing a knit to a woven, there's absolutely no reason to have a stretch stitch because once that knit is sewn to a woven, you have stabilized it. Yeah. Now, I would Just like say, stabilizing the shoulder with a strip of woven. I, I will say, though, on the shoulder seam, so it's like I make my T-shirts on the serger. Right. So I'm over at the serger. Right. I'm not going to go doing. over to my sewing machine right. and do a straight stitch there. Right. Uh, if I was constructing it on the machine and I did use a straight stitch, I would still put ribbon in it, in the shoulder seam. Well, I, I would, think you're I don't just know. talking about reinforcement yeah, there. I, I mean, just, and that's not a bad idea. I just want to say, right. I want to give the but disclaimer there. whoever the person was who said she straight stitched mm-hmm. the seam, the shoulder seam, that is a very viable thing to do. Right. Like I said, if you're not stretching that seam, if you're, you know, if you don't have to worry about it, it will keep its shape. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's possible that if someone is, quote unquote, stretching the fabric through their machine mm-hmm. and it's working for them, 
you know, maybe they're not actually stretching the fabric. They're just helping the machine They might be giving it. more of a guide. Yeah. And there's definitely a difference between stretching and, you know, doing a little push or, right. or you know, guiding or whatever. Now, the machines we have, we generally only have to guide. Uh, you yeah. Know, they feed through just fine. I just had someone ask me if they could sew a boat cover uh-huh. with their machine, mm-hmm. and they said, "What make who made it, the yeah. manufacturer, and they said, as long as I get like a really strong needle, and I said, tell me more about that machine. Mm-hmm. She says, what do you mean? I said, so like, is it a very good machine? I said, what can you sew with it? She goes, well, I've only sewed like the napkin, you know. I said, how much did you pay for the machine? Yeah. $90. I said, it won't sew a boat cover. No, you will. I mean, you know, she's got an AC motor. And you'll. you'll... She'll be so frustrated. She'll, you know. And in order to, like, if she wants to keep sewing on her $99 machine, don't mess it up with a boat cover, right? Well, I was just going to, that's exactly exactly what I said to her. I said, or you may be able to sew that boat cover and it will be the last thing you ever sew. Right. I told her that too. Let's, let's like, recognize the limitations of our machines, right? right? Well, even. Like, sitting here next to this top-of-the-line, you know, Destiny. Actually, it's not top-of-the-line anymore. Um, But <laughs> would I sew? In its day, like two years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in its, right. in it's, its uh, youth. Um, you know, would I sew leather shoes on this 12 hours a day for five years? Yeah. You know, like, probably not. Okay, so everything has its limitations up to some point, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, that that's a very that's a very good point. Now would I should sew a boat cover on my destiny? Yeah. I like, probably would sew it on the accomplished. Yeah, and you'd okay? sew it on your destiny and you wouldn't be sewing like everybody in the neighborhood's boat cover. Right. Ours, right? I'm not I, yeah. right. If I was going to sew boat covers, I would go to, to Coney and go, I need the commercial the, machine. The tax sale or the whatever. Yeah. The tax sale. Um, so, yeah, that's that's an important um, distinction there. But I think that sometimes when people Although say that I they... was sewing rugs on it the other day. but um, I yeah. know. I know. I know. It does what amazing you, things. You were sewing... No, what you've been doing lately is you'll cut some weird thing with the rotary cutter. And then I come up here, I'm like, what the hell is all over this rotary cutter plate? Carpet glue. You know, <laughs> carpet mean, carpet glue and carpet fibers again. Um like I said, I don't I don't know how people live and that don't sew. I guess they just throw everything away. I yeah, don't know I do and start to, over. I, I don't do know. have to say you were talking about um, you know, there's a difference between like stretching and sort of feeding. Right. We we will tell you to support your fabric behind Absolutely. the foot sometimes. Yes. Especially if you are doing something like a leg opening. because yeah. uh, that that part behind your foot when you're in a circle it can want to just like go off mm-hmm. to the side and and get things out of whack it will push things away and you need to say no i'd like you to be in this position right now so it's not like we sew without our hands or something <laughs> so for those of you who have not listened to all our podcast or lived through the history of this podcast with us i mentioned someone said use a walking foot when sewing knits and that is out there, and a lot of people will tell you to do that. We have a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. We do not recommend it. We have never done it. We have never had to. We sew on our sewing machine. We sew, We have never, ever, Lengthen ever your had, stitch. Yeah, we have never had to use a walking foot. 
It's absolutely unnecessary. In fact, it can cause you issues like going around a curve or trying to make a corner. You can't do that with a walking foot. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean, I hate to I hate to be so uh, black and white about it because yeah. I know someone has someone will say, "Oh my god, it changed my life." To and if it did, it so, did. So I just want to I want to put that yeah. out there. But also, I'm just saying, go listen to our philosophy yeah. and listen to what we do. We because do have it's a justification behind yes. it because, like that, and and like I say, we we sew on a lot in it, and we sew a lot, and we've sewn on a lot of machines, and we've seen a, and lot, a lot of walking of feet. Huh? Yes. Well, you know what I think. Well, that's the other thing too. Walking feet. I think when we talk about machines mm-hmm. and how you know this one won't do this or that, walking feet are the same. Walking feet, some are better than others. Okay, some function this is what I was going to say. I think maybe the cheaper walking feet help with knits because oh. they don't do as good of a job. That might be true. At what a walking foot should do. That and might now be this true. Is not, so this isn't a bad thing, right. like necessarily. No. So no. if it helps you, then it, yay. Hey, you know, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. That's so right. we don't. You know, I don't want to take that away. But I. This is my theory. There are I there are nice nicer walking feet and there are cheaper walking right. feet just like any piece of equipment right right and I think some of the cheaper walking some of those feet, walking feet are stumbling feet that don't <laughs> yeah. if they if they they're kind of shuffling feet that's yeah. what they are yeah if they, but if they really aren't putting as much pressure and stamping power on the the fabric maybe they are helpful maybe they for are some helpful people to for some nets, people you know but i wanted to bring that up because we, I, we brought we, yes. i said that about walking feet well and like i said if you don't have the history or you haven't mm-hmm. listened to that that podcast is there um i think it's valuable to listen to it because we discuss why and why not and you know the different ways we sew on it you know what maybe we didn't bring up in that podcast specifically so we bring up industrial machines because then you you do a good job of explaining what a real walking foot actually is in industrial machines where it's like the whole foot coming up and down you know clomp 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 okay here's the deal in an industrial setting no one's ever going to sew a knit with a walking foot no Okay, that's so right. that that's very true. I did see some really cool footage of someone using the flat lock machine. So if you're a, if you have bought ready-made clothing and it looks like a loopy cover stitch on both sides, they call that a flat lock machine in the biz, I guess. In the home biz. In the, no, in the oh, commercial, in commercial industrial biz. like uh-huh. factory, you know, right. garment um sewing, and it's like you know you overlap the fabrics and it cuts and uh well that's stitching how, from the right. top and the bottom kind of right. it's intra it was cool to see i'll try to i'll try to post that but it was in a group and i don't think it was like a public video that's why baby lock is called baby lock because mm-hmm. that's where they came into the industry was with what you what some of us call a serger so it was an industrial overlock machine that a couple of the engineers said we can make this one for home, so they went and made a baby, a baby lock, lock. a baby yeah. lock, and they don't keep you from having a baby. No, they don't. <laughs> Their baby lock is good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think that that is a I think it's a pretty good discussion of why you should consider what kind of weight you give to the advice of stretch it as you sew it. For knits, if that comes across your path as you're learning to sew, if you're going to give that advice, you know, think about what that actually means and what that could mean for somebody who takes it super literally and stretches the bejesus out of their fabric as they run it through their machine and then winds up with this wavy seam. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, so ZD, anything else to add on, on that I'm sure topic? I'll think of something after it's over. Um, you do not have to use stretch thread to... Oh, wait, that's the next podcast. We got a good question about stretch, stretch thread. We got a good question right, about stretch to, thread. So, yes. Um, but it's all about needles. It's all about fabric. Stitch, it's stitch all length. about... And it, you know, most of the time, it's all about how you hold it. I, you know... Uh, so many times. I'll just disagree subtly with you, and I think... I just the stitch length thing. Well, it is. It comes up so much. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I. Th- <laughs> anyway, that 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 is. I feel like that's the number one piece of advice that I end up giving in mm-hmm. the self sewn wardrobe, and a lot of people are like, "Thank you so much right. for this." You know, and, it, and it, it worked. And mm. you know, you can have the best machine in the world, whatever it might be to you, and if you don't have the right needle and the right stitch length and decent thread. You, you probably will not get the result you want. You won't be happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. And you can find us on Instagram. We are at SoHereCom. Uh, ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SoHere.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.